Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Friday, Freaky Friday, whatever you want to put in front of it, it is Friday, and this is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Keep the text coming, 704-570-9610. Hit that follow button on the socials, WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, at Wes Bryant underscore 72, at Walker Mail, and at Shroppy WFNZ on Twitter and Instagram, and most importantly, the Wes and Walker Twitter page, hit the follow button. Let's get the followers up. All right. I still haven't forgot, man. If we get to 1,000, you know, we're going to do something special for uh, one of the followers. Oh, man. That's an OG Wesson Walker moment. <laughs> that's like months and months ago. I forgot all about actually doing something, even though we never really decided what we were going to do. No doubt about it. So, Panthers Cliff was uh, talking about this on the text line during the break. Said he dropped his mic on the ground Smitty talking did. about Steve Smith. Dropped this mic on the ground at the end of the rant. I mean, leave it to Steve Smith to definitely give us some great moments at broadcasting. It was fantastic. My only question was, I was like, Smitty, I I felt like he shouldn't have to apologize. Keep the same energy because he said what he said about Judy. Then he said he wanted to apologize for it. And then he went back and said all the stuff he said about him again tenfold. And then <laughs> yeah, said he, he was going to block the damn trade <laughs> if somebody called him to ask about it. I was like, well, thanks, Smitty. I said, I guess you weren't. Sorry in the first place. I you mean, should have just kept it kept it a buck. Oh, I think he probably was, but once Jerry Judy disrespected him the way Smitty felt, then he's like, you know what, I'm taking it back. Because he said he was playing well and that, you know, he got ripped by Mark Schlereth uh this week off of his effort from last week's yeah, game. He, he got ripped. He said that you don't you I'm paraphrasing, said he should never utter the name of Rod Smith. And his tweet said he was quitting, gave it no effort, said the man, and I'll just quote this. This was my favorite. He said, your quarterback's under duress. You're locked up. Somebody locks you up in man coverage on an underneath route. He said, to call it trotting would be an insult to trotting. You just quit. You gave up. So, I mean, I don't think he was playing that good. And so I think that Jerry Judy's response, too, was the fact that he was probably mad of what Smitty said, obviously. But I think, you know, he had been taking a lot of beatings this week from former pros. A lot of former Dolphins I'd read had not a lot of good things to say about him. So I think he it just kind of culminated and he had somebody in his face finally that he could say something to. But it is a lot of these players now, man, they can't take the the, the criticism like that and Jerry Judy's one of them, especially when he was supposed to come out and be this special, special player, and he's been anything but. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about the exchange. I don't know how to feel about Judy saying this to Smitty because if you're Judy, I can understand feeling that way after somebody was saying all that stuff that Smitty and even Mark Schlereth was saying to me. I could understand not being thrilled with the comments, and then when Smitty is trying to apologize, you should be more welcoming to it, but... I could understand just not messing with Steve Smith. You look at the last few games, he had 50 yards receiving against the Jets, 52 against the Bears, 81 against the Dolphins. So he had been posting at least 50, which isn't bad. I don't know if it's number one receiver worthy. He hadn't had a 100-yard game yet with the Denver Broncos. Smitty says that before the game, 
and Judy has his worst game of the season. 14, <laughs> 14 yards total, three receptions, no touchdowns. Right. And I mean, if you're going to get into it and Ooh. say that type of stuff, you better come out ball right. out, especially knowing that guy's in the building. I mean, Sheriff said that he couldn't play on the teams that he played on if his life depended on it. Said the man wasn't tough enough, focused enough, good enough, anything enough. Said he wouldn't be playing on his teams and that Shanahan would have cut him tomorrow. All right. I could talk, <clears throat> I could talk about Steve Smith for a really long time. Just about him, his personality, his playing career, who he is as a guy. I could talk about Steve Smith for a very long time. If you want to go to this comment, at the beginning, what's hilarious is, one, in the fishbowl, we were talking about our favorite parts about it. Mike Garofalo, when Steve Smith is saying what he called him, he said, he called me Bucky, Mike Robb. So he calls out Mike Robinson and Bucky Brooks. Mm-hmm. And he says, Bucky Mike Rob, Ninja, okay, calls me that. <laughs> Garrett Fowler's like, Ninja? Hmm, Ninja. Oh! <laughs> and, and the fact that he calls Mike Rob and Bucky before he says it, like, hey, y'all, y'all get it? Okay, so you have that whole exchange, which is just hilarious. And then Smitty goes from, I wanted to apologize to him, but then he drags him through the mud after that. Saying, mm, you ain't going to do nothing. You ain't a first-round receiver. It When we talk about things escalating quickly, it did. It also de-escalated from the apology. Could not get any further away from an apology at the end of the statement from one Steve Smith. My question, too, is, has there been an athlete in the history of sports? I'm sure there are some in the same stratosphere as Smitty. But I don't know if there's anybody that's past Smitty concerning athletes that are ready for the smoke at every given moment of their <laughs> life. I'm talking about out of the bed. They wake up. They're ready for the smoke. When they go to bed, they're ready for the smoke. If you talk about any peace, they could be meditating. Somebody say something sideways to Smitty. He's ready for the smoke. We played the E60 interview. <laughs> they were asking him about the Ken Lucas situation when he got in a fight with Ken Lucas, punched him in practice. The first question, Smitty in that E60 interview said, it's documented. The reporter said, I want to hear it from you. (laughs) And it's one of my favorite interview moments of all time. Smitty stares at him for like 10 seconds into his soul. You saw the clip. It's right in his eyeballs. And I don't know if a reporter has ever been more scared in their life. I know I would have been. Like, no, I just just wanted to hear from you, Smitty. I'm sorry. The reporter didn't say anything. Smitty just stared at him for a long time. And then he decided to answer it. Look, man, it's documented. It's just... NFL Network knows what they're doing when they hire Smitty. This is who you get. The man has, I mean, he might, he's grown, of course, whatever, mm-hmm. but this is who Smitty is. Mm-hmm. This is the guy that my, that got at Michael Irvin on air because Michael Irvin made a joke about how Smitty dresses on national television. Smitty wasn't ready for that then in front of everybody. Go back and watch that clip if you want to. He is ready for the smoke at every single given moment of his life. And he does not take a break from it. And then I also would be remiss to got to give a shout out. You know what I'm saying to him at the same token, because he did come back later and say, listen, one of the big reasons why, you know, he didn't want this thing to escalate is because he said he didn't want two uh, black men on TV acting a fool. He said he was 44 years old. He wasn't 
trying to be out here uh, getting into fisticuffs, so to speak, with the Jerry Judy. And I and that was the maturity because the old Smitty, uh, I definitely don't think that that would have been the case. So he's definitely recognized and said he didn't want to embarrass his family. So you have to salute that as well. But you could tell, For man, sure. it's, it's like the Hulk wanting to come out like in Avengers, but he wouldn't come out. You know what I'm saying? And you sit there. I knew how he felt, man, because people will say stuff to you, man, and you want to do things, but you're like, nope, too much to lose. And that person isn't worth it. I got a lot more to lose than you. Yeah, man, that's not worth it. Jack wrote on the text line, as we talk about any athlete, any sports figure that is as ready for the smoke as Steve Smith, Paul Silas, Charles Oakley, ask Charles Oakley and Tyrus Thomas about Paul Silas, but Charles Oakley is in that realm too. Yeah, Paul Silas was here for it, no doubt about it. Yeah, they said Shannon Sharp, though. I put Shannon Sharp in that category too after the uh, Mm -hmm. incident at the crypto. Yeah, 100%. And I know Bomani talks about it all the time. You got to remember, Shannon Sharp grew up real poor in Georgia without indoor plumbing. Right. If you don't have indoor plumbing, then you're ready to scrap. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, maybe you can't make that connection. That's fine. I can. I don't have any problem making that connection. And, uh, yeah, it does seem, you know, 615 says, I agree with you, Wes. Smitty keeps the same energy or keep that same energy you had before. Don't apologize even after Jerry Judy says this and. Yeah, man. So different comments on them. Different yeah, Judy thoughts. amped up the set too, coming by yelling and stuff that he yelled yeah. out and stuff, man. It, it was a lot. It was definitely great, uh, great moments for us that thankfully didn't turn into anything more. Yeah. Phone man Marty wrote in. What about the ice up sun moment? Oh, there's so many. We can, we can go to Twitter. People were rolling with some of the Steve Smith moments in his career after this exchange happened. We can go to the Michael Irvin incident that took place on NFL Network. When, again, Michael Irvin called him out for his attire or whatever, they were laughing. Smitty wasn't. Not laughing whatsoever. <laughs> we can get to the Aqib Tlaib. And, and Tlaib is here for it, too. Yeah. If you know anything about Aqib Tlaib, he's ready for it. But Steve, Steve was as well. Janoris Jenkins. Jack Rabbit. You know, talking about the ice up sun towards Aqib. Also talking about Janoris Jenkins. I feel like he ruined Fred Smoot's career. That's what Steve Oh, Smith's not to mention the battle that he and uh, D'Angelo Hall used to have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big so, time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd, it's, it, I think that's why we love him so much, right? There are some people that consider him a bully. I don't, you know, it can happen. Like, it, it's happened before. I get that from Steve Smith. But this is who he is, man. Like, Steve Smith is as, as ready for it as they come. And we saw it last night with some of those comments when he didn't like what Jerry Judy said to him. And it doesn't matter if he's on live television. He said he he took producer role and everything. He said, hey, go back to the studio. I'm done. Yep. He's calling the shot. <laughs> I don't know. Like he's yeah. back there in the truck. Yeah. Pro- pro- production comments. Stop. I'm running it now. I'm the captain. Let's go back to the studio and I'm done. I mean, it was a great moment. And, you know, I saw somebody online say he didn't even have to bring that up. No, bring it up. We want to hear it. Mm-hmm. We want to know about it. Those are the things that the fans... Want to know about? Uh, Trey from downtown said, what about Steven Jackson? Yeah, Steven Jackson is ready for it. I think no doubt. Captain Jack is a uh, is a good reference. 803 said, I feel like Russell Westbrook is another one. I don't think at this level. I don't I don't I don't put him in that same category. Uh, it's no smoke towards him. It's just we're talking about God tier here. S tier. It is, and then, I, but I do think Russ is ready for the smoke in a lot of instances. But uh, I mean, five two zero number. I mean, that's the ultimate. Mike Tyson. I mean, good luck. Okay, well, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, good. Good luck. I mean, you know, Mike Tyson. 
I yeah, the hangover is real as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, man, I really I, think he punched Zach Galifianakis. I think he punched him for real life in the face and put him night night. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you would always get the the great quotes. I mean, who could forget about uh, I want to eat your heart. I want to eat your children. Allah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he literally bit an ear. We man, know what it is with Mike Tyson. Allah. We know all of that. So yeah, so uh, that's an interesting moment last night for sure. I think that's going to be one of the highlights of the NFL weekend. So uh, as I said, I could see them no squashing this. I, I feel like Judy probably he knows in his heart of hearts he hasn't been what people expected, man. And he may come back to spin and be like, look, man, I'm just, I'm going through it. We got to run our test mention. We got a KG mention. So yeah, the all back alley team who's always ready for the smoke. It's always a good conversation to have. We played the campus corner intro, but we didn't get in any college combo. You want to do it on the other side of the break? We certainly will. So when we come back, we'll get to the campus corner, talk about this weekend's action, that, and a whole lot more sports radio, 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. is the Wesson Walker Show. And no, folks, this is not us playing the last segment over again. That is the music that we play before we go into the campus corner because we didn't in the last segment and we're about to do it now. So without any further ado, let's go to the campus corner. Strike up the band, baby. All right. So we got some good local games going this weekend. Uh, some important games as well. That's why we have some of the questions that we have and our rundown. And so when we take a look at the assortment of games that are going on, let's start with first, what is the biggest local game going on this weekend? And that could be Charlotte, South Carolina, or our ACC teams. App State has already played. Western Carolina is off this weekend. We got to start throwing them into the mix, too, because yep. they are balling. Um, I don't I don't think there is a crazy big gap but I think there's a big enough gap with the Carolina-Miami game to where I can't pick another game to surpass it. Yes. Like, I think Charlotte Navy's a big one mm-hmm. for 49ers fans because it, it's reasonable to think that they would lose some of the Power 5 games that they already have at this point in the season. It's reasonable to think that Charlotte's just not ready for SMU, a team that we all thought very highly of coming into the season, especially when you get to conference play. When you have Navy at home, this is the time where you want to be real competitive to the point where it might be just go ahead and time and win, Biff. Like this, this is the time, especially with ECU on the other side of this. 
So, big game for the Charlotte 49ers this weekend. But, Wes, I can't have anything surpass a ranked matchup between North Carolina and Miami. Miami lost. Bad loss after Mario Cristobal did not kneel it. But Miami, if they, after having a loss to Georgia Tech, and then in two weeks you drop two games, fall out of the top 25, which is what would happen if they lose, even if it is on the road to a top 12 team to North Carolina. We know what the Heels are playing for. I can't see any game being more important than the Heels and the Canes game this weekend. Yeah, I'm right with you there. That's the biggest game by far. Carolina has not played a ranked opponent as of yet. This will be their first challenge to do so. Miami comes in with the second-ranked scoring offense in all of the ACC at 39 points a game, but it did not look like it last week against Georgia Tech when they were only able to muster 20 points. And so uh, this Miami defense as well, second in the ACC in total defense. Carolina just a few spots down from them uh, sitting there at sixth in total defense, which, I mean, is awesome for Carolina. And if they're playing on that level, I think it could be very hard for them to be able to win. This is the second and third scoring teams in the ACC because Carolina is sitting there at third at 36.6 points per game as well. But I think for sure this is the biggest local game because this is Carolina's first chance to stamp who a lot of people think that they are uh, to this point. And I think for Miami, this is going to be – I think this is a ginormous game for Miami because when you look at it now, Crystal Ball had the goodwill going. Miami playing great football. Tyler Van Dyke balling out of control. He comes out, throws three interceptions. After Crystal Ball made that blunder of a coaching decision, whether the call was – true or not, which we've seen still photographs to show that he was down. But still, the fumble counted. They lost the game. People are questioning Crystal Ball as a coach at this point. If they come out and get obliterated by North Carolina uh, or lose this game, Miami fans are certainly going to lose hope in Crystal Ball. Maybe not all the way, but they're going to be sitting there like same old Canes, same old disappointment. Now, uh, we have the biggest, but then we can distinguish what is the most important local game this weekend yeah i mean it's tough to it's tough to separate the biggest and most important for me with north carolina miami but i'll just go ahead with the other game i was flirting with with charlotte Uh, think about it if if charlotte comes out flat against navy after all the comments that biff poji had at the beginning of the season there are a lot of fans there are a lot of people evaluating this program right now wes Mm -hmm. and are already questioning biff's comments but again i i'm okay with losing to the power five schools i actually think there are just a, a there's a little bit of a moral victory against a florida there's a little bit of a moral victory against maryland at the beginning of the season smu I got you, right? SMU is good. But if you don't have a good performance against Navy this weekend and beyond, th- this is the time where you have to start winning games, especially at home. If you want to have a big old statement to say that team that you had been watching the first five weeks of the season, we're back on track. We're going to be playing a lot better. Our defense is going to play like it did in the opener, despite it being against South Carolina State. And they're going to play like they did against Maryland in the first half. That is the expectation. That is the standard going forward. The whole QB situation, who are we going to roll with more? Is it Jalen Jones? Is it Trexler Ivy? It doesn't matter. We have these guys deployed at the right time. This is a big, important game for the 49ers to me. Uh, I'm going to go, and I, and I like that selection as well, because Charlotte definitely needs to be able to muster some goodwill. But I'm going to go with Duke and NC State. Because when you look at the top of the ACC right now, there are three undefeated sitting there, Louisville, Florida State, and Carolina. 
We know that Florida State, we feel strongly about, can run the table. Louisville's also a team that has a very advantageous schedule. Carolina uh, sitting there 2-0, and but Duke at 1-0 and in the ACC, 4-1 overall. If they want to keep pace, this is a game they have to have. And when you look at Duke with Henry Beal in the fourth, that's going to start at quarterback, more than likely. They're still saying day-to-day, but I'm not buying it. But I still mm-hmm. think that Henry Beelan looks like he has more than enough in his skill set to keep Duke afloat. He's got a live arm. He can run. Uh, he's got that athleticism. So I, I think that he can step in. And now we see in college football to where guys come in, youth doesn't really matter anymore. A lot of these young guys come in, they're ready to go from day one, from true freshman to redshirt freshman, whatever you want to pick. But also, you look at NC State. At 1-1, one 4-2 and one, four and two overall. Now, not that we think they're going to get into the ACC championship game discussion, but just for the sake of pushback, they're 1-1. One and one. So if they can win this game, they get themselves into the mix of things as well and still have to play Carolina down the stretch. Uh, and they've got, they've got some big games, too, that can determine their future because if MJ Morris comes out and can keep this offense where it was last week with it in that 30 to 40 point per game range, the defense still playing – Solid, not as great as they have in the past, but Peyton Wilson's having an All-American type of season. So I think this is a huge game for both teams with two relatively uh, young guys starting at quarterback. Yeah, you got the ball rolling for me. You might have convinced me. You might have convinced me. (laughs) Because you're right. I think both of these teams are in a weird situation to the point where you have an opportunity to beat Duke. They don't have Riley Leonard, but it would still be considered a very big win for NC State. Where I think the same can be said for Duke staying afloat. It would be considered a big win for Duke even if they don't have Riley Leonard. Even if they are playing MJ Morris one start into this season with NC State having not lived up to expectations so far. You're in this weird scenario where I don't think we're going to hold anything against either one of these teams if they get that victory. Mm -hmm. And so who comes out on top? Because can Duke stay afloat enough for Riley Leonard to come back and then get to the ACC championship? And can NC State get this win against Duke against a defense that doesn't have, I don't think they have any monster injuries to the point where they're going to hold themselves back. So still big time performance from MJ MJ Morris could be had. Yeah, I think you're right, honestly, because there, there are so many different respect opportunities here for Duke to stay afloat and for NC State to get the job done against what is still a very good football team. All right, so now when we turn the page and look at not potential for huge upsets this weekend, but what do you feel like the biggest upset potential type game is this weekend? I'm a little worried about your boys, Wes. I don't know if you are as well, <laughs> but I'm a little worried the about Demon your boys. The Demon Deacon? Yeah. I, Wake Forest, their three wins – are against Elon, Vanderbilt, and ODU. Mm-hmm. Their win on the road against ODU, they had to come back after Mitch Griffiths had a couple of turnovers in the first half, and he got the job done, but again, it's against Old Dominion. They lost to Georgia Tech, good enough football team. Mm-hmm. I think Georgia Tech is respectable. Clemson certainly is, and they played them played close, but the offense is somebody I'm a, I'm a little worried about. We've talked about PFF. If you go to the college quarterback rankings on Pro Football Focus, I was surprised to see this. Mitch Griffiths is in the 250s compared to every college quarterback. Wes, you know me when we were doing the team weeks, man. I thought Mitch Griffiths was just going to take the baton from the other good quarterbacks in Winston-Salem before him. I thought we were just going to keep this thing rolling. Doesn't matter if you have John Walford. Doesn't matter if you have Jamie Newman. Doesn't matter if you have Sam Hartman. Dave Clawson is going to find a good QB that you can win with. 
I'm not saying you can't with Mitch Griffiths, but he hasn't looked as good as I thought. Like, here we are five games in, and I'm questioning some things about Mitch Griffiths right now. So we'll see what they're able to do. It's on the road against Virginia Tech. I don't think this Hokies team quits. I mean, you saw them get down a big deficit against Florida State, 22 to nothing after the first quarter. They scored 10 points. Like, they're still battling. They didn't They didn't lay down for Florida State after they did certainly get beat down in the first quarter. Virginia Tech, they beat ODU as well, and ODU almost beat Wake Forest. I just, there's potential there. I'm a little worried. Should I be worried about your boys, Wes? Uh, yeah, you should be. Because okay. for one, uh, when they play Virginia Tech, Virginia Tech always seems to have uh, Wake's number. It's a team that is very hard to beat. We haven't beaten them, uh, uh, I believe, since the 7-6 game, I think it was, when uh, everybody was sitting there waiting on that game to be finished. Went to all those overtimes with very, very little points. And so, uh, yeah, it's definitely a game I'm going to be nervous about coming into this foot, uh, coming into that football game. But also, I'm going to go to uh, South Carolina and Florida. Uh, I think Florida, they've been very up and down this year. You look at these teams offensively, they're neck and neck as far as um, total offense with Florida seventh in the SEC in total offense and South Carolina uh, is eighth. Each one of these teams score around 27 points a game, only separated by 10. Florida scores 27.2. South Carolina scores 27 flat, which really technically, if you looked at it, is 27-1-7. And so I think that this is a game that South Carolina's been playing with a lot of teams. We've seen them compete with Georgia. We've seen them uh, be competitive in a lot of the games that they played in this year. Florida's coming down there to Columbia. We know that they're going to be jacked up for it down there. And so I think South Carolina, they've got a great chance because this Florida team, in my opinion, doesn't really have much of an identity, much of a passing offense. And so I think this is a game that Spencer Rattler, uh, who's having a really, really good season, I think that he's a guy that could step up and get them this win in Columbia. They need a big win. And, uh, yeah, I think that there's any potential. I don't know that they'll pull this thing off. And Spencer Rattler is currently sitting sixth in the SEC and passing yards a little bit behind Florida's quarterback. So, um, yeah, surprising. If I was to look at any of them, I would say South Carolina has a chance to be able to do something at home because that crowd can just power them to do some weird stuff. Yeah, Georgia's too good for for Spencer to have had big game Spencer, I think. But disappointed in the Tennessee loss that he had. You know, 169 yards after torching him last year. One interception we saw. Did have the rushing touchdown, but not a huge game even on the ground either. We haven't seen big game Spencer yet. I mean, in North Carolina, he had a good output, but SEC big game Spencer, we got two of them at the end. We were praising him. And then against Tennessee, worst performance just statistically by far, if you look at the passing yardage and just the total yardage altogether. I still have hope. I still think that we get big game SEC Spencer this weekend against Florida, so I'm with you on that. All right, and so uh, going back really quickly to the uh, North Carolina-Miami game, is this the game that starts Drake May's Heisman campaign in your estimation? Yeah, I think Syracuse probably not as big of an opponent to start this thing off, despite him probably playing his best game of the season to that point. 442 yards, it's a lot, no doubt about it. But this is the game to me where even if you wanted to start it at the beginning of the season, when you had college game day in Charlotte for their matchup against South Carolina, had a couple of interceptions. So when you talk about Drake May getting things started here against a top 25 ranked team against Miami, 
Now we're going to take them even that much more seriously as a team to get to the ACC championship. Yeah, I think so. I think this is the game that will really vault him into that conversation. I think he's barely on the outside. Mm -hmm. He's not coming out of nowhere. I'm not trying to act like, oh, where did this kid come from? Oh, now he's going to New York City? Yeah, we all know Drake May is special. But I I do think we'll start to talk about him a little more so if we get another 350-plus passing yard game, maybe a rushing touchdown. If we get good numbers in a win and maybe even a comfortable win against Miami, this will be the launch of the Heisman campaign. Yeah, because when you look at it so far, uh, you know, he's got the 400-yard game versus Minnesota before that didn't reach 300 yards. And then he had roughly 300 yards against Pittsburgh, but had a 5-4 to four touchdown to interception ratio before going off against Syracuse. So a lot of people had been underwhelmed with his play as far as just the numbers being as gaudy as you would expect for a Heisman contender. But I think now really can start off his Heisman run when you look at the game against Miami, their first-ranked opponent. And then you got Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell. But then that gauntlet of Duke, Clemson, NC State. So if he can get through this one with very winnable games, the next three with Virginia, Georgia Tech, Campbell, if he can get through that gauntlet and he's putting up Drake May caliber numbers, then I think that ball is going to continue to start rolling to heat up uh, for him to maybe get that trip to New York. I really like the way the schedule is set up for them. We've talked about how much we how tough we think the schedule is the reason i like the way it's set up it's okay if you get through this game you'll at least have one matchup so people can't say you haven't played anybody miami's got to do some damage control themselves that Mm -hmm. loss against georgia tech hurt north carolina too I, i don't think the heels wanted that so you at least have one game to point to and say we already have a big time opponent a big time win under our belt we still have a few easy games to get us ready for what is the gauntlet at the end of the schedule. And then as you're in a tight race for Drake May and the Heisman campaign, if you're in a tight race and then you have these three games that you can point to, and if he puts up big numbers, then that's going to put him ahead of some of these other guys that might not have as tough of a schedule as the season comes to an end. So if we're just talking about strictly Heisman campaign race, I do like the way the schedule is set up for Drake and even North Carolina at that point. Yeah, and so other games of note this weekend nationally, you have UCLA and Oregon State. We'll take aim at each other, USC and Notre Dame. That'll be another good one. Uh, You've also got Oregon and Washington on the docket as well. So some really good uh, college football matches this weekend. Uh, Are you going to check out Prime and the crew tonight? They take on Stanford at 10 o'clock. Oh, man, Deion Sanders hates it, doesn't he? (laughs) (laughs) He he hates primetime kickoff. Uh, Yeah, I'll probably watch it. Uh, I think I'm going to be at, uh, um, you know, might be at Bone's birthday, though. You know, hanging out with Bone. Check in on it a little bit. 100%. But, yeah, I would like to see Colorado and check in and see if they can continue what was a hot start at first, to get back to their winning ways, see yeah. what Shador and the crew is up to. All right, dropping it like it's hot for the second time today. Let's do Mm-mm. it. Mm-mm. All right, so we're still staying with some local sports, but this time we're headed to the ice, gentlemen, as the Charlotte Checkers have their season and home opener today, and uh, they are playing the Scranton Penguins. So their game tonight starts at 7 p.m. 
They also have a game tomorrow that starts at 6, which I think I'm going to go check that game out. Tomorrow. All right, Troppy. Yeah, we should get a uh, a big old game breakdown. I'm going to hit you. some checkers games as well, man. Uh, Gotta checkers hit games are so yeah, fun. Yeah, man. You, you, ice hockey live is a lot, a lot of fun, mm-hmm. man. So I'm with you 100%. What are the prospects looking at uh, like for the Charlotte Checkers, man? I feel like we used to be a lot more in tune. They've when they been were one going of the winning teams in the city. Hell, they won the championship, what, two 2019. years ago? 2019, they won the Calder yeah. Cup. Yeah. The good yeah. old Calder Cup. But now, they are the Florida Panthers affiliate, yes. correct? And so how are the prospects looking for the Panthers? They're looking good. Uh, a few of them actually got called up last year uh, whenever the Panthers were making their playoff run. The Florida Panthers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody confused that. Yeah, Trumpy. I know. Nobody. I know. Yeah, we all knew what Panthers you were talking about. Last thing. Did it take the sting out of both of you a little bit that the prospects aren't going to the Carolina Hurricanes? Instead, yes. they're going to Florida? It yes. did for you? What yeah, about you, Wes? I mean, a little bit, but the Canes are so deep. They're so good. Yeah. Man. Who cares? Yeah, I'm with you. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, if no one listening has been to a Checkers game before, definitely go check it out. They're fun. All right. Well, when we come back, Kevin Todd joins us from VegasMistake.com on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. You're back. This is the Wesson Walker Show. And uh, as you hear, West Side Gun, Shootouts in Soho, playing. And West Side Gun dropped his new album today. I have a question. Pray for me. Yeah, uh-huh. it's, it's, I have a question, and I thought about this one as well. You know how we are. We're always thinking about questions. Mm-hmm. So West Side Gun, or I forget who it is. It's somebody on the album. But he mentions Clint Capella. Okay. Oh yeah. I forget who the, did. Okay, there you go. Yep. He. Yep. That's right. He mm-hmm. mentions Clint Capella. So it got me thinking. What are some of the more random athlete shout-outs in rap history? Ooh. I don't want stars. Like I can't hear Michael Jordan. I can't. I want random because Capella fits that bill to me. It did when I heard it. It automatically peaked it, in my head. I said, and "That's Capella what I want." Got a bar? Because there was one time Lil Wayne <laughs> said, "I'm in a way you can't pass," like Aaron Brooks. Like calling Aaron Brooks mm. a ball hog, yeah. Aaron Brooks, underground athlete that's mentioned. So I don't know how many out there. You can hit us on the text line, 704-570-9610. Random athletes, underground. Like why in the world are they getting a shout out? I want that on the text line, 704-570-9610. I got to think about that one, man, because uh, off the top of my head, I mean, I guess Jamal Crawford wouldn't count, huh? He's too big of a star. I think that's okay. It's okay? I it think just gets in? It's the line. It's the Jamal Crawford line. If you are more famous than Jamal Crawford, then it doesn't count. If you are less famous than Crawford, then it does. I also got to think about... um, Because we've talked about sports, hip-hop, crossers quite a bit. I heard somebody recently, too, put John Riggins in a bar. 
Okay. Now now we're going to the point where it's such a flashback to where it might count, even though John Riggins is an amazing athlete back in his day. Yeah, we can ponder on that a little bit later. All right, to talk about amazing athletes, amazing games, we've got Kevin Todd joining us from VegasMistake.com, where they find the mistakes in the Las Vegas odds and helps you win more Skrilla, more fat stacks, however you want to say it. Kevin, how you doing? We meet again. Yes, I heard you guys talking about amazing athletes, but I bet you guys didn't know I was a professional athlete. Oh, really? Is that right? Yes, it was. It's true. Tell us more, Kevin. What yes. what did you do? What were some of your major accomplishments? Okay, I played a sport which you which which was originated in Spain, and I am in the hall in the Hall of Fame for it. Oh, Kevin, you're teasing us, man. What'd you do? You got to tell us. I'm dying to know. I played professional highlight. Did you really? Wow. Did you I ever get 15 hit? years pro. Yes, I did. Ooh, no, thank you. I'm good on that. Kevin, you got to be tough ball. to take a lick from that ball. <laughs> well, I've actually hit myself, and I've gotten hit. How bad yes. was it? Um, I got hit in the back by someone throwing the ball, which put me out for about 10 days. <laughs> and then I hit myself in my groin area which put me out for about three days wait is it is it the groin area that we're thinking about kevin no below okay. the groin area okay. you know like like that that like the meaty part not the actual groin area <laughs> but the ball does go about 180 <laughs> miles an hour Woo! i mean yeah that's why i was thinking well you know there goes any future kids if you got hit in the area i was thinking about i apologize <laughs> exactly. to you kevin all right, Kevin. So this week, what games do you have on your mind? How are you going to help the people out there win big money this weekend? Well, this is what I'm going to do for all new listeners who are out there listening right now. I am running a special. I have spotted three games, gentlemen, where Vegas made a huge mistake this weekend in college football, and I'm giving all three games out to your listeners for $79. Not only that, I am guaranteeing you that I go at least two out of three, or the next week is on me at VegasMistake.com. That's how confident I am this weekend with the mistakes that Las Vegas made. All right, let's hear what you got. All right, what games let's go for the – well, I don't want to give. I don't want to tell the games that I'm going to be selling, but I'll talk about the games over there in Carolina. Let's go with the the Carolina Panthers over the Miami Dolphins. I think the line right now is that game sitting at about what thirteen and a half, fourteen. Mm-hmm. Listen, I couldn't bet Carolina with your money. Okay, <laughs> hear me out. Please don't. Okay, right now you drafted Bryce Young in the first round, and he's ranked thirty-two out of thirty-two quarterbacks in the league right now. Not only that, they are 0-10 straight up and 1-9 versus the AFC. The Dolphins, on the other hand, are 8-0 straight up and 7-1 against the spread in games where coming off an actual ATS win. Last week, if you remember, they dominated the Giants. Not only that, Carolina is 1-6 against the spread in this series. But what really is intriguing, which is the stat of the week, gentlemen, so let me tell you about this stat that I came up with. The Carolina Panthers are 3-44 straight up and 9-36-2 and and against the spread in games, which they surrender 17 or more points. I think they're going to give up way more than 17 to the Dolphins. Lay the 13 and a half. Don't even be afraid. 
All right, he took a lot of shots at our Panthers fans. I'm not going to lie. That's tough, but I hear you. Your job is to make us some money here, Kevin. And so if if that is the truth, it's the harsh one, but we got to go with it. That is Kevin Todd of VegasMistake.com. They find the mistakes in the Vegas lines, and he's offering $79. Tell us the offer again that you have for VegasMistake.com, Kevin. VegasMistake.com, I am offering three games this weekend in college football, three underdogs. In my opinion, all three are going to win the game outright. If I don't go at least two and three, you get the next weekend free on me. That's how strong the plays are. And Before I go, I'm going to give you another play over here. Miami is traveling to North Carolina this weekend, which would have been a huge game for the Hurricanes, gentlemen. But the fact that the coach, I don't know if he had a brain fart, I don't know what he was thinking, take a knee, you win the game. And this is the second time he's done that. As you remember, in 2008, when he was coaching at Oregon, he had done the same thing. But I think Miami this weekend comes back. They bounce back. I know they're getting probably three and a half, four on the road. I like the Hurricanes here, plus the points against North Carolina. I think the Hurricanes defense is enough to keep North Carolina in check, plus the fact that North Carolina is 4-11 and straight up and 1-14 and against the spread when coming off consecutive home games, including an 0-9 against the spread as a favorite. I like the Hurricanes this weekend plus the points. Uh-oh, got a big one right there. I know uh, Fiddy won't be too good. I mean, Kevin Todd happy. just came on these airwaves and his in the back like a 180-mile-per-hour ball, man. That's <laughs> tough to deal with. Yeah, I don't Kevin, think they're going to let doing? me in North Carolina. I can't even drive through that state right now. Yeah, you might not be tough. able to do that, man. But your job is to make us money. I hear you. So if you got to tell us yeah, the harsh you can, truth. You can't bet with your heart, people. No, you can't. So be it. No Plus, doubt so about it. it. That was Kevin Todd joining us from VegasMistake.com. They find the mistakes in the line so that you can find Find green in your pocket, your wallet, wherever you mm-hmm. keep your money. Kevin, we appreciate your time. As always, my friend. Thank you, gentlemen. I'll speak with you next week. All right, All right man. Ooh, that All was right. tough. He came through with some uh some big talk right there. Man. Yeah, he did. He he talked about like he's gonna they're gonna give up a lot more points and now Miami's gonna beat what what is it about Miami this weekend, man? Just picking Miami against all of uh the Carolina teams he this dropped weekend. Some data though. That I data know. was quite interesting. He did. So if you he gets two out of the three picks right, if he doesn't get two out of the three picks right, you get your money back. So good stuff there from Kevin offering you some green in your pocket, as you mentioned there, Wes. All right, when we come back, we're going to jump back into Panthers, Dolphins talk, that and a whole lot more. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.